0: Yes, what is going on everyone? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast, the second episode of the week, which means we are doing a QA and a edition. And unlike the Q&As that I've previously done in the past, this isn't going to be me going through a number of different questions um, and like getting into some level of detail before moving on. Today we're actually going to dive right into a topic because I started recording this and then five minutes in I realized that all th- three of the four questions that I got asked are around this topic and this is the most uh, asked about topic that I that I receive with Ruby Muscle and probably because of the name Ruby Muscle. Um, but also because of a few things that I will discuss, and that is the uh, combination of rugby and bodybuilding, and how to do that. And in this, we'll also dissect my thoughts around that and what your sh- approach should be. Um, so, yeah, I think some there's going to be a level of discussion that maybe you don't want to hear. Where you know, I'm not going to give you must do ten sets of this and fifteen uh, reps of this. That's not the that's not going to help you. What I am going to give you is some thoughts as to your general approach and then some a little bit more specifics in what you can do. So if you're going to enjoy that, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Um, When I've been asking for these five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify early, I seem to have got a decent response, so I will do so again. Those five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. And one more thing I would like you to do, if you would be so kind as to take a screenshot, tag me at Rugby Muscle, and just post it to your story. I, that is a really easy way to spread the word about the show. And, well, if you share this episode, you're telling your mates, listen, I'm going to get jacked, all right? Now, come come with me. And actually, you can even send them the show. I know I said there was one more thing I could ask you for, but that's two things, so pick one of those two things that would be amazing now let's get into the discussion of rugby and bodybuilding why is this such a common discussion i think number one it's because we look at big rugby players we look at the sport of rugby knowing it's such a collision heavy a contact heavy uh, sport and we know that that means that we need to do some level of hypertrophy training we want to get bigger get stronger that's going to help our game there's flaws in that thought but totally get it. Secondly, like I said, probably if you're on this, it's rub- you found rubby muscle, like that's something that you're interested in. And then thirdly, I do think there's a level of the fact that because bodybuilding culture has been around for a lot longer than recent fitness culture. Um, I think that that perforates into the mindset because the, the vast majority of people, if you ask them why they go to the gym, they'll tell you health, they'll tell you other things, but really it's to gain muscle and lose fat and That is bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is not necessarily stepping on stage in a bikini uh, with a ridiculous fake tan and flexing all different poses. Bodybuilding is the art of adding muscle to your body and losing fat. And so this has been around for decades at this point oh at least a century even so when you think about that you got to understand that this has been this the science the thought patterns the advice that people get from working on their quote-unquote fitness will have roots in bodybuilding or some some from some form or another it's just it's just the way it is it's just the way health and fitness is at the minute so or and probably won't always be but has been um you know, as long as it's been around. So I think a lot of people go into the gym thinking, okay, I need to you know work on the stuff that in the gym to help me be a rugby player and then immediately get bombarded, you know, whether it's in the gym, whether it's on Instagram, we're looking for tips, whether it's on different websites, looking for tips, bombarded with things that are influenced by bodybuilding. Okay. So we'll handle that a little bit later. Firstly, I want to address that first point, the size of a lot of professional rugby players. Now, this isn't what you want to hear, but the vast majority of those huge rugby players that you see on the pitch that are smashing people and just looking ridiculous, looking like freaks, its they are freaks. They have managed to um, achieve or, or they've managed to become a professional athlete because of their freakishness, because of their fantastic genetics. Most of the time, I, I'd say 99% of the time, it's not done because they like it it's helped of of course by the hard work, by the dedication, of course, all of that stuff matters, but the you cannot deny the fact that the vast majority of professional rugby players are going to have good genetics in order to help them become a professional rugby player you as an amateur rugby player may or may not have those same genetics so in even trying to achieve the especially when we're looking at the top end you know you're looking at your Eben sebess your josua Tuasovas, your Tua langis your you know insert jacked camille shat or insert any jacked rugby player here right if you're looking at those for inspiration like those are guys at the extreme end of the spectrum and aiming to be that big is just, I mean, I get it, but it's not realistic and and that's okay, You, you can still use that for inspiration, but there's a very good chance that you listening to this are not going to achieve that muscular level of size. And even if you did, right, is that going to mean that you play rugby like they do? Absolutely not, because you've then exclusively trained hypertrophy to get that big, whereas they haven't trained as much hypertrophy potentially at all, right? For example, Josua Tua everyone loves to share his physique, and I'll be guilty of this on some social medias because people love to click that stuff. That's what people enjoy. Josua Tua is the most jack legs you'll ever see. The bloke doesn't do too many squats. He's probably he, he you could tell me he's never done a squat in his life and i probably believe you right some people are just genetically blessed we like to not think about that when it comes to muscular potential but we know that for a fact when it comes to height potential you no matter how much milk you drink as a kid you're probably not going to be as tall as ebon beth right but you think for some reason you can be as jacked as him like it's not as as hard and fast a rule as height right but there is something to this um, and it's something that you have to understand when you're going down this rabbit hole of trying to put on as much muscle size to help your rugby player. Now, to emphasize that, I don't I don't even think there's that many rugby players that have added a great amount of size in the gym, and then because of that, they've made it their main strength. I could potentially see the other one I could think of is maybe James Haskell back in the day. Apart from that, and maybe let me know in the comments. On Spotify or on YouTube, if you know any rugby players that were not huge and they've become huge and then they've used that to their advantage, maybe Dalton Papioli, but he's always been pretty big. So, you know, yeah, let me know. But I don't think that really happens. What does happen for the most most part for 99% of rugby players is they'll put on enough size, to give themselves the potential for other areas. So you look at the vast majority of rugby players, even up to, you know, like skinny Johnny Sexton or um, players in all sorts of positions, even Aaron Smith or whoever, you know, name your smallest rugby player, they have still put on a decent amount of muscle size because that gives you the potential for other areas. It's basically the price for admission to you know it's it's a steeper and steeper price the higher and higher level you go so if you want to be a professional rugby player you want to be um or if you want to play a higher level if you want to play better rugby the more muscle size you have the more potential you have for other areas it's not necessarily going to fulfill your whole needs as a rugby player it's just going to give you that potential okay That's why you don't see very many skinny rugby players at all because they just don't have that potential because you need a, a certain amount of size, okay? Now, if you've taken that and you've understood that and you potentially maybe you even think either you just want to gain size for size's sake because you're interested in the art of bodybuilding or because you want to maximize the amount of size that you do put on within a given time, I would approach this from not a bodybuilding, you know, body part split type routine. I've gone into numerous videos as to why um, and I'll give you some quick cliff notes here. I guess just what you must understand is either upper and lower or full body training is going to be the most effective for Robbie. And I wouldn't even distinguish upper, lower because on your lower body days, you could do biceps. On your upper body days, you could do some calves or you could do some whatever work that involves the lower body. I don't like segmenting the body parts because you're not being judged on your body parts. You're being tasked with being a better rugby player. So adding more muscle to wherever it is on your frame is going to help with that. Um, When you segment your workouts by body parts, firstly, you stop your ability to utilize movements such as power cleans or snatches or uh, full body movements, full body burpees, uh, different throws. There's lots of different movement deadlifts um, pullovers, lots of different movements that involve more than just one body part. Um, and I know there's still ways to do that, but it just overcomplicates things. I think it's easier just to focus on the movements, focus on what you're trying to achieve with the movements, and then distribute those movements over the week, rather than look at it from you know chest Monday, back Tuesday, etc., 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 The other thing that you get with full body training that you don't get if you're training a body part one time a week is more frequency per, per, per body part, right? So if you're training, let's use the chest for example, if you're doing chest on Monday, right, and you're aiming for 15 sets and you do five sets of bench press, you do five sets of incline press and then five sets of dumbbell press, you split those up into three different sessions though that la those last two exercises are going to be more effective and now you've got three bouts of stimulus um, going through the body so even if you your goal is just to put on size we're not worried about you know different movements that involve more than one body part even if your goal is just size i still think we're looking at full body training to be um, more effective and then the final nail in the coffin i think in this instinct when we're looking at rugby player or in this instance sorry when we're looking at rugby players is the fact that um, If you have high fatigue uh, sessions on one particular body part, that is going to impact your training in other ways. So say, for example, you kill your chest on Monday and then you've got to pass a rugby ball on Tuesday, but your chest is just suffering so much from dumps because you have to put so much volume in when you're only training once a week that it just... I don't think it's the best way to train. I think you're better off training full body. I think that allows you to get in room for to do sprint work that allows you to recover from your rugby training. Um like because like if you're in season, when do you train just legs? Uh, like it's it becomes really difficult and the only the best solution I have is to put your heavy work on the same day as your rugby training because then you've got your all of your high fatigue stuff within that one day right so if you're this is this is probably for another uh, podcast in fact but and i think we've discussed this already but if you condense your stresses into as fewer days as possible then you've got those other days to take light that are much more free and that allow you to then recover more effectively and get in more effective training now with that all being said is there a case for being able to do bodybuilding and rugby at the same time. I would suggest you could go through phases of bodybuilding training. Uh, how, How do I put this? I think for longevity, the rugby training, training to be a better rugby player is probably the best approach because you're allowed to continually see progress, right? So let me... Let me let me rephrase that, right? So if you've got beginners and intermediates, no matter what you give them, you can give them a strength program that is focused solely on, for the most part, um rugby strength and conditioning type movements, right? And your your focus is on just being a better rugby player. If those beginners and intermediates follow that direct program, like beginners can do anything, intermediates will need to follow some sort of progressive program. But if you do that and you eat enough, you're going to put on muscle size. It's, it's just how it works. Those first few years, you're going to put on a good few kilos. You're going to sh- uh, fill out your muscular potential to about 80%, which is going to allow you to be a much better rugby player. You're going to you know, have that ability now to pay that price, to play as high level, not as high level as possible, but to play to close to your potential okay once you hit the advanced stage like after you know three years plus of real consistent and a, maybe five years a real consistent uh, programmed training that you're starting to plateau out particularly on gaining muscle now we're looking at um you being an advanced athlete and we're looking at the a, a much bigger challenge of being able to put on muscle once you've Become an advanced athlete. All of a sudden, it's going to take you two to three years to put on five kilos of muscle. If if you do everything perfect from a hypertrophy perspective, um, you know, in in a full year, if you gain, if you're an advanced athlete and you gain two kilos of muscle, that is fantastic, fantastic work. Okay whereas if you look at all of the other areas you know your skills your overall strength your power your movement quality your speed your conditioning your um ability to transfer power your plyometric ability all these different things that you can, can you can train for in rugby like you're going to see progress in so many different areas and that's why i think from the start you should just be training like a rugby player eating enough food and over the course of the years, you're going to fill out your body with as much muscular potential as necessary for rugby. Is it going to be as effective as continually doing a five-day part or 5 hypertrophy-specific training for, for all of those years? As far as putting on muscle, probably not. You could probably put on a little bit more muscle if you train that way. But that requires so much more dedication as as far as that is your only goal and it is going to hold you back in other areas of being a better rugby player that I'm not sure if it is worth that pursuit for you. The happy medium that I can get to is in your off seasons is a dedicated block of 12 to 16 weeks depending on how long your off season is of hypertrophy only training with the potentially added in maybe some days doing some speed work, maybe, and definitely some days doing some conditioning work. I would, I would be cool with that. And I think that's a good idea actually for a lot of people that, or a lot of players that have been training hard through preseason, through the season, lifting a lot of heavyweights. And we can even call this like a work capacity block because it's going to allow you to accumulate a good deal of volume and allow you know, the stress of all of those heavyweights to, to, to drop off and rather than worry about the, you know, adding weight to the bar, going from five reps to four reps to three reps and, and continually pushing that strength, which can be like tough on the mind after a long while. Instead, you're now just pumping out some hypertrophy where it just can feel good for a 12 to 16 week block for most people that that's going to be enough. You're going to get kind of bored of that. And that's when we move into preseason stuff or or pre -pre preseason stuff. And I think that is where we go. Like that's the happy medium that I find. So I don't mind doing some level of hypertrophy blocks, but unless your goal is, you know, actually stepping on stage And being a bodybuilder, standing on there with your thong and more power to you. If that's your block, if that's your block, if that's your goal, but then rugby becomes a different tool. Rugby then becomes a more of a conditioning tool for your bodybuilding uh, career or bodybuilding pursuit, right? If you want to do both, I do think you're going to tick the vast majority of your boxes just by training like a rugby player and making sure that you're eating enough. That also means that you do have to get the, the monkey off your back of not being overweight because you're going to have to continually eat enough. If you're constantly fluxing between under eating, trying to lose some fat and then overeating and getting, putting that fat back on, it's going to confuse the, confuse the body. That's not really what it's going to do. It's just going to, um, not give you a like a a good amount of signal that it's okay for the body to dedicate some of these resources to adding in muscle so yeah i think that's that's going to be enough for now for my overall approach to rugby and bodybuilding if you have any specific questions i think there should be some follow-up questions from this um and I'd love to answer those in a future QA. but I think I'll wrap it up there. I think you guys will find that beneficial. I hope you did. Just remember that if you're, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, the goal is to lift that weight and to eat enough food. But really understand that bodybuilding is a really long game. And so staying in the game is the key. I can't tell you how many people that think they're really dedicated to bodybuilding give up within a year. Or within, yeah, within a year. So if you're staying there, if you're continually enjoying and finding your own progress motivating because you're training in all these different areas and then you're seeing it progress on the rugby pitch, I think that's just a good thing to keep you in the game. And then you're able to eat that much more food you know, to continue to add the, that muscle. And then you go through those small seasons where you do dedicate some extra period of time or extra dedication to those hypertrophy blocks i think you're on a win 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 situation we'll wrap it up there if you've enjoyed that give it a thumbs up subscribe if you have not done so already and you're interested in hearing more ask me any follow-up questions in the spotify or youtube comments thank you guys so much for listening catch you in the next one